Today on Lockdown Red Wings, the Jets send the Red Wings into a tailspin as they lose seven of their last eight and their fourth in a row. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J-A-W-W-J News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's host over at Lockdown Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Scotty, um, we have... One injury update slash note to address, and I'm going to say it real slowly. And if I'm lucky, maybe it'll last 30 minutes and we don't have to talk about the loss. All right. Are you ready? Yeah, let's try it, dude. The Detroit Red. I can't do it. I can't follow that bit. I can't follow through on that bit. The Red Wings placed Villa Husso on the IR officially today. That's really it. We already know that was happening. They signed Michael Hutchinson to the one-year deal yesterday. Uh, obviously, James Reimer got the start against the uh, Winnipeg Jets in the 5-2 to two loss yesterday, by the time you guys are listening to this. And, Scotty, as is our new tradition, give me your one word to describe. I, it doesn't necessarily have to be this game. It can just be the one word that describes what you're feeling after a, after a loss like this. Uh pain (laughs) 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 i uh i don't know man i i think that my word is uh if it's not as dramatic as the word i'm going to use it's definitely some lesser dramatic synonym and that would probably be worried um i think earlier this week maybe it was the end of last week time is is not real um they're uh <laughs> I mean, technically you're right it is a construct right exactly um I, I had said something where i was like yeah until it becomes like a, a true like decent sample size you know pattern that i i was going to refrain from being too worried or, or too upset over these losses in a vacuum um but enough losses in a vacuum have piled up to lead to a trend and a legitimate period of time to where now uh i know some people got there way before i did um but i i mean i don't know how it's possible to not look at these last you know seven eight ten games and be oozing with confidence yeah i mean my word scotty is spiral uh and very similar reasoning as to, are you okay oh my god did you hear that yes i heard that, that. Was crazy that was my hand on my desk that was very painful but i'm a dog so i'm gonna tough it out and not cry but do you want to spend the next 25 minutes talking about and working through your feelings on how you hit your hand so we can i talk about the really want to just <laughs> i just don't want to talk about this game I want to say a bunch of expletives at the moment. My hand is in so much pain. I'm just trying to play it cool. You're doing a fantastic job. No one even knows that you're hurting right now. Yep. <laughs> All right. Enough goofing around. We have to unfortunately talk about 
and I don't want to sound what I'm about to say is going to sound probably reactionary, but I mean this wholeheartedly when I say it, that might have been the worst defensive performance this team has put on all season. And Legitimately. we, we saw this team go down five, nothing against the New York Rangers earlier in the season. And and I know they started off this in, in the first period. They played fairly well, and they were actually playing, you know, pretty strong hockey up until uh, the, was it, Pionk goal where he just deflected it down as a good tip yeah. off the point from the sh- uh, shot from the point. Uh, but from there, man, it just completely devolved into, you know, we talked with Max yesterday. It devolved into every single problem that he pointed out with this team, you know, in the next, I would say, 50 minutes before the Red Wings decided they were going to do their third period push and try and make it close in the defensive zone. It was just the worst level of puck watching from every defenseman, every forward in the defensive zone. It was losing every single battle along the boards for the puck. It was when they would get the puck in the defensive zone and try to break it out. The passes would be abysmal into the feet of players, into players who aren't moving their feet and trying to get up the ice with speed. And then in the neutral zone, just losing the puck and it coming back down. That was the halfway point of the first period on until maybe the start of the third period, if you want to be generous, where they started their third period. Well, the second was just the second was abysmal. The second was a, a, a disgrace to defenses everywhere, your, your men's leagues included. Like that, I mean, that was genuinely, uh, they almost gave up 20 shots in the second period alone. I think it was 17. I'm pretty sure at the end of the second period, the Wings had 17 shots on the night and the Jets had 17 shots in the second period. I think that's a real stat. Um, it was it was remarkable. Uh, and it, it was also, it was not only like clearly shown in just like watching the game and just seeing the opportunities that they were getting, all the goals, right? <laughs> and like, you know, that's like a Captain Obvious thing to like, you know, bring up obviously, but it's it's remarkable how it, it was consistent that again that that second period was was just horrific well and that's that you bring up a good point right like a lot of times when we talk about the defense we we always emphasize and specify team defense but this was one of those games where the defensemen were really very bad to the point where the line blender, the pair blender came out in the third period. The only pair that stuck together was Petrie and Sherratt because I I'm going to say it. They have been the most consistent defensive pairing on this team Mm -hmm. in the last, even when this team was playing well. And that is a crazy sentence that came out of my mouth last season. I mean, obviously Petrie wasn't on the team last season, but if last season, if I were to tell myself last season that Ben Sherratt would be one of the most consistent defensemen on this hockey team, I would have been like, you're crazy. You're lying to me. But it's true. They have been. And, you know, I talked to some people in the YouTube comments yes, uh, earlier today because sometimes they actually are sane. And uh, this comment brought up a good point. And it, it, a lot of it has to pro- probably has to do with just the fact that you have two guys together who have a ton of experience, who know the game and know the, how to do the little things. And they're just meshing really well. And I think that's what's happening right now with Petrie and Sherrod. Now, they're not perfect either. That fifth goal was a, a complete breakdown on their part. Like that fifth goal that had happened was because Petrie, Sherrod, like every forward decided they were going to crash and chase the puck into the corner behind the net, leaving Velarde and Shifley just sitting there in front of the net with no one there. The puck ekes out to Velarde. He goes cross crease to Shifley, bury the goal. But that's like, that was the fifth goal. 
you know, you're already at the third period push because you've given up four goals up until that point. And we can go down and I mean, just let, let's screw it. Let's do it. Let's do a breakdown on every single goal that the Red Wings allowed in this one. The Pionk one, the first goal that was scored against, that's whatever. The Red Wings had a pretty good, strong first period. They came out, I thought, playing pretty well. They actually had a pretty hefty uh, advantage in expected goals for. They had a 68% advantage, or 68% share at five on five uh, in the expected goals for category. They had 1.49 expected goals for and points. Six nine expected goals against the Pianco was just a really good deflection on a shot from the point. Nothing Reimer can do about that one. But then from there, it just completely dissolved and devolved in the second period. The Nikolai Nikolai Ellers goal uh, was just one of those. <sighs> Jake Wallman and Morris Sider, Scotty, have had a rough go of it as lately as a defensive pair. And we've talked a lot and defended them by saying they get the toughest minutes, they get the toughest matchups, they get the toughest deployments. And all of that is still true. But if you're going to be the number one D pair on a hockey team, that is always going to be the case. And on other teams, those players find success. And I will argue that I think that Cider and Wallman are going to thrive more being deployed in offensive situations. But if you're going to be the top D pair on, on this team, you have to be able to do it in the defensive zone as well. And I know defense across the league is like weirdly down this year because the game, the defensive side of the puck is evolving to being more offensive oriented, but they, they it just seems like they've been getting caved in more and more in the defensive zone. And in games past when Jake Wallman's been, getting weird minutes, being played on weird pairs, I wondered, is he in the doghouse? Because he would have the odd bad game. And I'm not trying to completely absolve Cider of any blame, but what's going on with Jake Wallman, man? He's chasing in the defensive zone like crazy, leaving Cider to try and cover the other guy. It's just, it's getting to a point where I'm not trying to say that, you know, Wallman's cooked. But there's a funk going on in the back end right now that they can't figure out. Yeah, man, there uh, he had a really, really, really rough game a week ago, a week and a half ago, I want to say. And we talked about it. We were like, that was like noticeably not only the worst game of his season, but maybe like pretty clearly the worst game of his Red Wings tenure, like so far. Like he he just really struggled in a game that was. So seven or ten days ago now, I can't even remember the opponent, but um, since then, it, it hasn't been that poor. It hasn't struggled that much since then in every game, but it's been like hit or miss. Like there's some games you're like, oh yeah, like that's uh, like like you know what what we've been talking about with that pairing and him insider, and uh, it has just seemed like over the last couple of weeks, there have been a lot more rough games than not. And that is something that to his credit for the first season of his Red Wings career, we did not really bring up too terribly often because he didn't have very many games like that. And it just, for whatever reason, the last couple of weeks he's been struggling. Yeah. And I, I want to continue this because, you know, there are a couple instances, the Ehlers goal, Ehlers, Ehlers, and the Velarde goal in the second period are two instances where Sider and Wolman were out there in which I thought Wolman chased out of position. Uh, so we'll, we'll break down those two plays when we come back. 
in segment two of Lockdown Red Wings. Got to talk to you guys today about eBay Motors. Scotty, we wanted to get cheered up. This read is the one to do it, baby. This one's a banger. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. I'm going to ham it up. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. All right, back to the De- Debbie Downer stuff. Um, yeah, so the, on the Nikolai Ehler goal, the puck carrier beat Larkin behind the net and Wolman abandoned his guy that he had covered to chase the guy behind the net. That player that he chased would then do a behind the back pass right to Ehlers who banged it home for the goal. Now, again, Moritz Sider is not completely absolved in this situation either, because if you look Moritz Sider is just off floating in the circle when there's a play happening right by his net, right by his territory. So there's, Something to be said about the fact that Sider's nowhere near the play himself, but Woolman left his guy in front of the net to chase a guy behind the net, and that's not his job. In fact, you could make the argument with where Sider's positioned, Sider's the next guy up because that player's coming right towards Sider. But, and then on the Velarde goal, Sider is out front covering his guy. Woolman is chasing a guy without the puck up the wing, and this again, Again, to reiterate, it's not completely Wallman's fault because in this instance, three Red Wings forwards all converged on the same puck carrier along the point, which was Cole Perfetti, I believe, or was, no, John Morrissey. I'm sorry, John Morrissey had the puck along the point. All three Red Wings forwards converged on the same guy, leaving Cole Perfetti along the far side boards wide open with tons of room to walk in when he received that pass. Moritz Sider covering the guy with Jake Wallman taking the high guy, I guess, so to speak. He he was chasing this guy for some reason who didn't have the puck. I assume to cover him and take that pass away. I can kind of see the logic there. But leaving Sider alone, Sider now has to make the decision. Do I keep on the guy who's wide op- who will be wide open in front, or do I go after the guy who's walking in with and the puck right now? That's Sider- a decision he has had to made, make yes. a, a lot over the last week. <laughs> and this is an instance where I fully do not blame more at Cider. He made the decision, I'm going to leave the guy I have covered to try and take away this guy's angle from either shot or pass. And he floated it right over to Velarde, who was wide open. I mean, Jake Wallman, and again, I'm not, I know this is coming off as super tough on Jake Wallman, but he's been up and down the lineup. His minutes have been all over the place. He's been like basically taken off the power play altogether from where he was at the start of the season. It's not just me. 
This isn't just reactionary. This is a buildup of things that have been happening. And he was the worst player on this team at five on five at Corsi four percentage as well. We're registering like a 23%. I'm not saying Jake Woolman is the sole problem. He's not, but he's been having a rough stretch and combined a player that was once making every player he was playing with look better is part of the reason why the Red Wings are getting caved in when they're out there. He's getting tough minutes, tough deployment and all that, but yeah, the performance yeah, also, you still have to perform despite all that. And he and Cider as a pair are not. For sure. And I, I think in a lot of like your breakdown there, like it's also worth noting that the forward yes. defense ha- continues to be atrocious. I, I thought Dylan Larkin struggled mightily defensively in this hockey game. He did. I, I, Thought that there was, I mean, we we talked, you, you just talked about it a little bit there, but uh, there was several, and, and several's like putting it lightly as well, instances in which Larkin was very, just straight up like wrong positioning, poor decision making on the defensive, defensive side of the puck, etc. And I, and that's not just to point out Larkin either. This is a team issue. Right. Yeah. And we're bringing up instances of specific players, but it is very much a team wide thing. And the forward core continues during this stretch to just have absolutely pitiful defense. Yeah. And like, I think it is worth noting too. I believe Larkin was one of those three forwards that was converging. And if you want to play, okay, let's defend Jake Wolman, because like I said, I can see on the Velarde goal, I can see what Wolman's thinking because all three of your forwards are out of position nobody's covering the high guy. So Wallman's following yeah. and shadowing the guy who would be the high guy in that situation. But that leaves an inevitable, what ended up being a two-on-one in dangerous territory on Moritz Sider. I think Jake Wallman is an incredibly talented defenseman, but he's just going through a rough stretch right now. It caused the D pairs to get mixed up. Um, and with as far as before I get into that, when it comes to Dylan Larkin, I'm willing to give him like a little bit more time to get back to yeah, it. Yeah, of course. After coming, of course. the second game alpha off having a week off due to being knocked out. Um, but the D pairs got mixed up. Sherratt, I believe, got paired up with Cider. No, I'm sorry. It was Gostas Bear with Cider. Sherratt with Petrie remained, and then Mata with Wolman. And at that point, like the it, the chaos kind of calmed down defensively. Granted, that's a very short sample size, but it did. Plus, it was closer to the end of the game. It's right. just it's, also, it's like yeah, yeah, chaos calming down in a three four goal game is like whatever, I guess. It, it's two just a three goal game. It gets incredibly frustrating. And also to be noted that Gossip Bear and Gossip Bear is another player who's been just like it's a, a glass coaster. cannon lately. Yeah, it has been absolutely a glass cannon. It's been, it's, and, <laughs> he's, then, he's good at what he's good at. And, and there's certainly been a lot of moments where he's been hung out to dry. Well, for example, the uh, Axel Janssen Falabi goal. I'm, that's a guess on how that's pronounced, guys. I'm really sorry. There's that's an F and a J I, and an A all together. I'm taking a guess. I feel like you're close. I, I might be close, but you know that was a breakaway goal that occurred because Gostas Bear misread the angle on the pass off the boards, oh, completely yeah. missed it, leaving uh, Janssen Falabi. I'm guessing again, Falbi might be Falbi actually. The J, J might be completely si- silent. Anyways. Um, left him completely alone. 
he he tried to read the puck off the the boards and misread it, and then he just comes in and scores. And you know, with the situation with goaltending right now, like we're in a really tough stretch. The Red Wings have been super banged up with injuries, and we've been very lenient on criticizing this team during that stretch. We still said they still got to find a way to steal wins, despite that, because every team in the NHL goes through this, right, Scotty? But they won one. They played a good game against the St. Louis Blues, and they won that hockey game. Outside of that, it's been pitiful loss after pitiful loss after frustrating loss and after boring loss. You know, all the losses, just there's not really much going for them. Now you're healthy up front, but your goaltending's hurt. So this is a this stretch of three games. You need to insulate your goalies more than ever before. You have to play the best defense you have ever played. And they went out there and had one of their worst defensive performances and absolutely left James Reimer to blank, uh, high and dry. They, yeah. As much as, as critical we've been as James, of James Reimer this season and how I think that like he's, you know, I was hopeful that maybe he'd have a little bit of a rebound. He, to me, he seems like he's definitely on the downward slide past his prime type thing. I don't blame him for a single goal against in this game. He was left hung out to dry. He even had a beautiful save on Cole Perfetti in the third period after they mixed up the lineups because Goss despair cha- chased, leaving Moritz Sider again alone in front of the goalie with no help trying to cover two guys. Right. Again. Yeah. So you got to insulate your goalies and you you had the worst defensive performance I might have seen all season long. <laughs> Agreed. Four games in a row lost one, six and one in their last eight and out of a playoff spot right before Christmas break. Fantastic. <sighs> All right, Scotty. I'm sorry. I know I went on for a while there. I'm out of breath. I got to catch it. Um, when we come back, we'll talk about Patrick Kane. He continues to heat up uh, and we'll talk about what these next two games mean for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, when we come back in segment three. So stay tuned. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Patrick Kane, he's got four points in his last two games. We're going to talk about that in segment three. You know, he could end up scoring, you know, I would say if he 30 points in 60 games, however many he's got, a half a point per game for a guy after hip resurfacing surgery and is 35 years old, pretty dang good. And I think he could easily accomplish that, if not more. And the Red Wings, despite this slump, they could get hot again and be right back in the mix and when you get in the playoffs, get hot at the right time. The Stanley Cup can be yours. And you can win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is the number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. All you need to do is pick whether studs like Patrick Kane, Alex Dabrinkit, Dylan Larkin, and Moritz Sider will record more or less then there's sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Red Wings fans, that you can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can win. Start winning big. Use promo code Lockdown NHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Lockdown NHL. See sleepers, terms of use for details and locational availability. Segment two lock or segment three, rather locked on Wings podcast. Oh, that's not what I want to do. I do not want to go back in time and have to do an <laughs> segment two over well, again. No, I mean, the thing you said at the end, there is a good point too. I mean, uh, 
obviously we've been talking about the struggles they've had the last 10 games with health, but even with like, for me personally, and maybe this isn't how everyone else views this, but like if they were losing all of these games five to six, I'd be like, okay, we clearly have a huge goaltending issue. And the defense is, I'm assuming, continue to struggle for giving up, you know, consistently five goals a night. But the offense is still here. They're healthy. There's a semblance of of an identity. There's something to move forward with. The the goaltending's hurt. The defense has been terrible. And even though the forward core is healthy, the offense has fallen off a cliff. Mm-hmm. All at the same time, that is happening. I got a fun stat for you, and when I say fun, it might send you into a, a vicious depression. Um, so get ready for this. Uh, the Red Wings in games where they score score three goals or less, and this was on the broadcast. So if people who were paying attention, they would have seen this. Oh, 12 and one. Nice. Yeah, the Red Wings have not won a single hockey game in which they've scored three or fewer goals. You know what that screams to me? This goal can this team cannot play defense, and this team has a major issue in that. And these are things we've known. Even when they were hot, Scotty, and playing super well, we pointed out their flaws. And people called us Debbie Downers. They're like, just enjoy it. And we were like, it's not sustainable. And it wasn't. And I think they'll get hot again. I really do, because I think that is just the story of this season. This is a team that has a lot of new pieces, a team that is, believe it or not, still relatively young and has a lot of young players on the way with still a relatively new regime in place behind the bench, they're going to struggle to find consistency. This is what an improving team looks like. The, pro- the the question is, is how do you break out of the slump? And I quickly think, Scotty, that with the cushion that Max was talking about b- being completely wiped away, and the Red Wings now out of a wild card spot approaching Christmas, this really difficult back-to-back on Friday and Saturday against Philadelphia, and then is it in New Jersey? Becomes vital must-wins if you want to, because you cannot go into, you can't go into the, the Christmas break, what, 1-8-1? One, and one? You can't lose those two. You can't go in with a, even if you win just one, like you, I almost feel you have to win both just to right the ship and go into Christmas break with the right mindset. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not going to say that it's a, like, quote-unquote, must-win for, like, the season. Uh, just because, the, you know, two games in December at the end of the day, whatever. But I, I certainly understand from a momentum perspective, you are, you are right. You need to at least – I mean, even if you could walk out of here with three points – <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. even if even if you get a win uh, against Philly and you take the Devils into OT or something, man, I mean. But just like listen to the change in how we are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it went from confidence to like, oh, my goodness, you know, hanging on for dear life kind of conversation. Like we were talking about games as if like every single game was winnable at one yeah. point with the exception of a a, a, a superior few like your Rangers, like your Boston Bruins, who the Red Wings can play fantastic against for some reason. Now we look at any game and we're sitting here wondering, 
And maybe this, maybe we're just victims of the roller coaster. Maybe we are the type of fans who will, when their team's high, we're high. And when the team's low, we're low. But I'm looking at these two games. The Flyers are playing really good hockey. They just beat you one to nothing over the weekend because they suffocate you with the way they play defense. And then the Devils are, you know, granted they've struggled a little bit this season early on. They're still a really talented hockey team. That's a really tough back to back to try to write the ship about. And I'm, I'm when I say it's also it's imp- with a fourth string goaltender for one of them. Exactly. Yeah, one of them is going to be Hutchinson. Like, I highly doubt you're going to. Do Ryan a guy who wasn't back. being paid by the wings going into the year is now going to be uh, in that for one of these games. So, a, uh, yeah. A guy who literally did not sign, an, not an NHL deal, an AHL deal until last week. Right. He was up on a professional tryout the first 20-some games of the season for the— and this isn't a shot at Michael Hutchinson. He's earned his spot on the ground. No, no, I'm kind of pumped to see him, to be and honest I'm, with you. Yeah. But yeah, this he's is a uh, good story. Uh, this but. is right. This is just not where the Red Wings thought they would be and certainly didn't plan on this or else, you know, he would have been under, under contract a while ago. So it's it's just for again, man, for momentum's sake. And honestly, just to to give anybody, players, fans, etc., some some confidence. Going forward, uh, again, this offense, since they scored six on the Blues, is one goal, zero goals, three goals, two goals. Yeah. And that's with poor goaltending, poor defense, obviously added on to that. This is a, a – it would be very, very, very nice to go into the Christmas break with – again, I, I would genuinely, if you could just get – I think Philly's important. I think that's probably the most important. You don't want it because if you lose that, then your back's against the wall. Then you're really going, okay, you need to beat New Jersey. If you beat Philly, that gives you some flexibility uh, about what you want to do against the Devils the next day. But, yeah, I- I'm with you, man. This is a-, a really important weekend. Not necessarily like they have to win these if they want to still be a playoff team. Uh, you know, not that big picture, obviously. But just to to somewhat level out the momentum – that has been happening. Yeah, that's what I that's what I meant when I was like, yeah, yeah. title must wins because obviously you're right. Like your season's not over if it's gonna suck, but she's not over. There's still a lot of hockey left, still over half the season, I believe. But it's just for for momentum's sake, for mental sake, getting the players back in the right aspect, and just for giving the fans a, a, a sigh of relief. They are vital back to backs because you've wiped out your cushion, and these are tough. T- I, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling. I'm circling the drain. The point has been made. They got to make a statement on Friday and Saturday. Anyway, Scotty, we Patrick Kane. He's the one bright spot from this hockey game. If if you ask me, they he's got two points in this game. He had a goal and an assist. A beautiful feed to Oli Mata for his first goal of the season. A great shot by Mata too, uh, using a screen in front of him to fool Laurent Brossard in net with just a beautiful snapshot. Whenever Oli Mata scores, I go, wow. Because <laughs> you just never expect it. You just never expect it. But it was a beautiful feed from Kane. And then on his goal, you know, he gave the outlet pass, or I guess the inlet pass. It was the, the pass to Dylan Larkin breaking into the zone. I know, I tried to do a thing there. It wasn't funny. <laughs> um, 
He tried to give a pass to Larkin as he came into the zone. Larkin took a really nice shot with space. Uh, The rebound deflected off of Kane or off of Sider to Kane, who buried the rebound. Wasn't like a pretty goal, but it counts all the same. He's got four points in the last two games. He's heating up. I believe that gives him, I'm doing quick math in my head now. Does that bring him to a point per game or does that make him just shy of a point per game? I think that might make him just a point shy. That's seven point or seven games, six points. I yeah. don't know what he had going into the game. Uh, it is, I think eight. Oh, it's eight games, six points. Okay, so he's two points shy, but he's definitely heating up. He's finally getting rewarded for all of the really good looks he's giving his teammates to bring it. Like he fed to bring it's, it. It's high IQ hockey, man. He's just yeah. always in the right place in the right time in the offensive zone. So I'm glad you added the offensive zone part. Uh, <laughs> All right. Um, last thing I had on this list, Scotty, and I think this might just be a co- topic for tomorrow because technically, technically it's an off day episode. We do have two game previews, but game previews can be very fast. Um, I wanted to talk about youth because we mentioned it with Max. And after this game, I've just been reinforced that it might be time to inject some youth in this lineup. I don't know how you're going to do it. Your roster is stacked and full, but you got players, you got individuals in Grand Rapids that are tearing it up, and this team needs some sort of spark. So, yeah, it's a very fine line. Also, a very fun conversation for a team that's not playing very well. So, we'll save that for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it makes more sense to do a longer conversation with it tomorrow. But it's you know, yeah, it's a, it's a very very fine line you want to walk between, like, yeah. We'll talk about it tomorrow. It's a fine line, though. It, it, it's a it's a difficult line to to, to walk. Uh, obviously, I, I agree with you. And I mean, everybody in the fan base is calling for for Edvinson. Obviously, Berger has gotten a few opportunities and keeps getting sent down. I I, I completely understand, and I think the goal should be to put the best players on the NHL roster every single night, no matter how many minutes they're going to get, no matter what situations they're going to be in. I think we're at a point where those two guys specifically have been in the A long enough to where we should just prioritize putting the best roster possible on the ice at the NHL level. But we can talk much more about that tomorrow because that's kind of vague. Scotty got a final question for you, and then we'll sign off. What do you think of my glasses? Do you like the look? Yeah, dude. I, I love how you look with glasses. I always have. Do I look smarter? Uh, you look better. He laughed. Didn't give me an answer. Uh, so I'm going to assume yeah. he meant yes. Super intentional. Wow, that's a crazy assumption. That's why you don't mm-hmm. look smart. You left the door open for me. You left the door open for me. So I'm going to interpret that how I want. So Scotty confirms I look both handsome and very smart. Handsome. Uh, we'll back answer for sure all right well i'll be back tomorrow i don't know if scotty's still gonna have a job so uh stay tuned for friday's episode of lockdown red wings will we send you into i guess i'll we could say christmas weekend although i think we're gonna have a christmas episode because we have two games to break down so we should yeah i think the day after we won't but i think the day of we will because we record the night before blah 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 um any final thoughts my friend we ball baby my ex-friend after those last couple comments (laughs) we do ball we back. So sorry, I called you good-looking, man. Really, but not I'm smart. I'm such a bad guy for saying my friend's handsome. That's crazy. You're a villain.
Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day.